I'm not yeah. gonna get a cake for myself. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> cakes, cakes aren't necessary for like they're fine. They they're good for holding the candles. Hey everybody, uh, welcome. Hey, it's Thursday, March 18th, 2021, and it is the third week here in the Big Brother Canada Nine House. Uh, I'm Dave Mater, joined with Jamil Robinson here on Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, and we're here to cover the uh, third eviction of this uh, of this game. Uh, react to this whole episode and how everything played out from the to be continued we were left with last night with this cliffhanger and overall just kind of break down this eighth episode so jamil um how are you tonight i'm okay how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good Thank any you. reason why you would be doing better than other days uh hey it's a it's a, it's uh, a day i'm podcasting and uh, it's a day I am uh, I'm talking to you, so it's I don't do that every day, although I do it many days. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's my birthday. Yes, yes. Uh, you pulled it out of me. I was like, <laughs> yes. and uh, and happy birthday to your mom. We've I've learned that we have the same birthday, your mother and I. Yes, both of you, Pisces, wonderful people, um, respectable, um, relatable, and great communicators. That's Thank us, you, the Pisces. Pisces. Yeah, the Pycons. Yes, if you're the, the battle star uh, type. Yes, yeah, so thank you, thank you, Jamil, and uh, happy birthday, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, here's to you, as the song goes. And Jamil, the business is at hand, though. There's there's no time for birthdays in the Big Brother game. This is this is this is uh, what? Oh, actually, I have a clip here for you. Um, it goes something a little bit like this. It's war. It's war. Come for me, I'm coming house. for you. Sorry, it's war. Like I have been playing Big Brother, right? Maybe I'd say so. <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So tonight, uh, the headlines are: we see here that uh, that just uh, that from the to be continued, Jedson did not use the veto. We knew this, but <laughs> they, this is where we went. We also see uh, Latoya uh, voted out here in a six to three vote, the first split vote of the house, really. Uh, and this of uh, in these three evictions so far, we also see a new HOH crown by the end of this episode tonight. In um, in in Kiefer, who was one of the two nominees, who who was looking uh, make make well, three votes went against them, but three of those three votes were the people from his own alliance. So uh, the there's there's probably fallout from that, or we'll see how what Kiefer wants to do and who he wants to stay loyal to moving forward now that he has power. Although an impressive HOH. So, Jamil, all of that, where um, how are you feeling about tonight's episode? Um I, I thought it was a pretty good episode. There was parts where I was just kind of like, uh, uh, I just kind of wanted to get to the next part. Just get to the next part. Um, I have a question for you. You felt a certain ways about the to be continued. Do you think that it was a worthwhile endeavor to kind of leave us with a cliffhanger, or should they have just stuffed in that power veto and just start afresh at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, I don't think we needed it. I I I I don't think that the juice was worth the squeeze in this particular example. I don't think that there was enough um, animosity or sort of real like thing about using it. Oh, and thank you, thank you, my wife, for the birthday wishes. Yeah. Thank you. She's the most wonderful wife in the world. Um, and thank you for spoiling me so much on my birthday, Jane. Um, with, uh, yes, but yeah, I don't think that like, he, it starts off, we get through it. And even the sort of aftermath of this is sort of uh, a little bit of a letdown. I think the first like maybe five or 10 minutes, yeah. not, not quite of this episode. It, it's the- kind of a slow... Start. Yeah, until until the the um, the table conversation, um, there wasn't really any fireworks. It would just seem like pretty straightforward. Although there is the little tidbit that happened right after the ceremony, where uh, Victoria there... went to talk to, uh, <laughs> it was talk to Jed right after. Which I, it's like, why would you do that? Why? Um, yeah, yeah, this whole like this. Yeah, I, I agree that. Uh, and Jane felt the same that uh, this 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 little thing. Like she's like, I never would have put up Ty. No, you won't believe this or whatever she says to him. And it it just makes she doesn't come across as genuine. Like if she's looking to repair her relationship with Jetson, she definitely did the opposite there. That was more. That's just thumbing her nose at Jetson, and uh, it it was just it was it, it, she. So yes, um, 
just to that same question about uh, Spicy V, she kind of says, am I playing Big Brother? Like, I have been playing Big Brother. Right? <laughs> well, yes. But I don't know if it's if it's if it's a strategy that's a winning strategy. Maybe that's the the better uh, comment. The way I look at it is, um, if I put paint on my hands, and then put my hands in front of my face like this, and I run head first into the canvas, I'm painting. Am I? Yeah, really. Well, yeah, yeah like what? <laughs> It's a, that's pretty uh, subjective, yeah. So what, how, how do we define a lot of abstract art versus just... Mess? I get the paint on the canvas, just like how Victoria is playing Big Brother, but yeah, there's better ways to, to play it. And yeah. I wouldn't say it's a sleek, efficient... It's not a, it's not a smooth game, it's a very, <laughs> but it's a direct game, and it sure as hell is an entertaining game to watch. Yes. I'm, I, am lo I loved this week with this uh, Victoria HOH. I think that it was exactly what this season needed at the right time, and, uh, and this key for HOH that was the outcome here tonight was kind of what you were saying you wanted to happen. You kind of wanted to see your, you know, Kiefer uh, get power here and see what happens and how this would shake up the game. And quite frankly, like I have to agree, like, uh, you know, I, I did my, my only reservation would be if uh, Kiefer just stays with Jensen, Beth and uh, Ty moving forward and what that looks like. But I think he's more likely to stay with Tina and kind of maybe go with whichever way she's directing. You, you know what? I felt that way. A couple of days ago, but not anymore. I think he's going to put up Kyle and Rowe, but what needs to happen is um, Ty and Jed need to um, continue topic, talking because what I feel is going to happen is the same thing what's going to happen to Victoria uh, this week. And there's going to be bigger fish to fry and people are going to absolutely ignore what happened this week with Victoria's messy HOH. And uh, they're going to go after uh, Kai and Roe. Maybe one of them. Maybe one of them are going to be gone. But the aftermath the following week is Kiefer's not going to be um, looked at as a target. It's going to be one of Ted and Thing, and they're just going to keep bouncing back, right? And Kiefer's going to be more or less in the kind of position like Tina and uh, Tara. Because right now, Kiefer has the narrative where he can put up those two. He can lit literally put up those two, and it wouldn't seem like it's an alliance-based conversation. Right. Um, true. And it, he has all this beef uh, publicly with Roe and Kyle. For him not to put them up would almost be suspicious. Yes. It, it would. It would. Then people say, "Well, maybe all that was staged, and maybe that maybe Kyle and Kiefer have always been working together, and or they're going to backdoor someone or." This is a backdoor, yeah. or yeah, there's a guys alliance, or who knows? Absolutely, absolutely, um, right. So there's a lot of there's a lot of different possibilities, a lot of different ways this can be perceived. And so Kiefer has to kind of look at he's got to think about how he's going to be perceived by the Jedson Ty uh, Beth uh, faction. He's got to be consider how maybe the rest of these sons, uh, well, no, the, the oddballs, and and his like sort of. And I guess Tina and Tara, who are also kind of loyal to him too, and I think that it, in terms of who he's likely to listen to the most, it's probably Tina and Tara. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So. And I, and I think Tina and Tara would be—they're kind of playing in the middle, which is which is fine. And if if Kiefer decides to take out a Sunsetter, it's basically over for that entire alliance, and then that's the entire other side of the house. But if he puts up Roe and Kyle, one, he hasn't made any promises to the other side of the house, especially the Victorias who technically did not have her, him, him as a target. Um, and but still Austin, put him up. She put him up, yes. But Austin, Austin and Victoria both put Kiefer up, correct. right? But, so I think he doesn't, look, he doesn't know anything to either of them. True. He could put both of them up, Austin and... Um, and Vic, and then use a backdoor plan to get rid of Kyle. But I don't think you need to. But if he does that, then he's entrenched. He's entrenching himself with the other side, right? If he, with if he, if he, if he goes after, especially if he goes after Victoria and Austin. But even if he goes after Kyle and Rohan, who he's, he, it would make more sense. Like the Tina, yeah. Tina and Tara were there for Pantry Gate. They saw it. They saw what, what Kyle did, 
uh, how he, aggressive he was. And so they they would it would especially make sense, and they would be justified in saying uh, it would be fine. And, and as Tara said tonight, let the snakes fight the snakes. Yeah, let the, let the snakes fight the snakes. And Tarantina are in this beautiful middle position, floater sort of aligned with both sides, but not really. TNT. Kind of TNT. And and uh, they're, they're well poised here. And so this Kiefer win serves them probably the best um, more than anything here. I was so they, happy. They both Kiefer voted won. to keep Kiefer too. Yeah, I was so happy that Kiefer won. I did not want... Uh, what was it? Austin was in the... Austin was the other, so Austin goes out there and, and, and ties, and so yeah, we, we'll come back to the episode, but yeah. just as we're on this HOH, which was called Seniors Discount. Did you like uh, this? Was, it was shuffleboard. I, it's fine. It's like it's no better or worse than playing mini putt or anything else. Um, you know, it's it's it, it was quick. It allowed us to do everybody get a turn. It seemed fair, and it was it was easy to understand. So it was fine. Yeah. It's for for a quick like on the air. You sort of have only a limited amount of time to show this. This worked. This worked well. I thought. Um, uh, so you know, Tara's first. She gets a seven. Kiefer comes out, gets a ten, which is the the highest yeah. score you can get. Right. The best you can do is tie Kiefer now. Yeah. So like this is Kiefer has shown himself to be pretty good at, at many competitions actually. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see. Um, it's just a crossword one. He was just really out of it. That one he was out of it, but yeah. I think that that maybe that was because there was a lot of stair climbing. I'm not quite sure, but uh, he was really strong at this. Uh, Kyle comes up next. He gets an, uh, an eight, which is not good enough. Braden just uh, he kind of goes off into the corner near the ten. Uh, he was uh... love this, love it. Braden, no, you don't like your one. Um, Jedson gets a nine, not good enough. Mm -hmm. Beth a four. It was kind of. Not good. And then Austin comes out. Boom. Ten. Ties Kiefer. Throws down the gauntlet and 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 goes for it. Uh, maybe makes herself a target, of the, a bigger target in the process. We uh, uh, Tina was a disqualification, a DQ. She uh, went right off the board. Tie. And also a nine. Not quite good enough. Yeah. Again, Austin and Kiefer showing them up uh, in Jetson in tie. And then Roe with just a four. So we get this tiebreaker. Kiefer throws up a nine and uh, and Austin just a seven. So that's what leads to this. But okay. do you think um, Kiefer Kiefer should have a conversation with Austin and say that he's not going to put her up? I think that's a promise you can make. And in roads to like a relationship that you can kind of build and say, look, I'm not going to put you up. Um, I still have to think about Victoria and the rest, like everyone else. Like I already told everyone that I'm, I'm not going to be tossing out names or anything like that, but I just want to let you know that um, I do realize that you you put me up. I'm going to let bygones be bygones. Uh, you got a ten, so you you could have been HOH too. So in in a uh, in terms of good faith, I'm not going to put you up. Uh, but um, I'm, I can't tell you what, who my target is. I still need to figure out, you know, who I'm going to put up. But. Yeah, like that would be that would be a smart just to you know throw that out there while you're in the final two and see if he if he goes for it, see if he can kind of make reconcile anything here, or uh, because you know like if Kiefer and Austin go deep in this game, which I think there's a good chance that both of them will uh, at this rate, then you know they they might be working together in the long term into like the final six, even who knows. So they even if they are on different sides right now, yeah, might but behoove them. Any chance you get an, an opportunity to make promises that can you can easily keep. You go ahead and do it, all right? It it builds trust, and um, Kiefer needs a little bit of um, character building right now in terms of the other side. Right, so well, Kiefer needs to rebuild his whole image, and so th this HOH will be how he does it. It will his uh, future in this game will be sort of made or broken, maybe on how he plays this out. So it's good that he won. You know, especially after being on the block for two consecutive weeks, he needed this, especially now, and and uh, it's very clutch of him. But he also needs to consider, um, yeah, what what's his long term? Who are his allies? Who are his enemies after this? And and how and who's likely to win HOH next week after this? Yep. Um, just in terms of this, I just want to talk about this whole thing. What happened after the veto ceremony? Um, we had Kiefer talking to Jensen and Ty for a bit, and uh, but he, you know, Kiefer is 
he knows he's at the bottom of the Sunset Alliance. He knows that he's that that actually might save him, and he has to sort of like play low key and hope that you know they vote out LT instead of him, and that's what happens. So he plays this right. He played Kiefer. You know, he's he's not a bad player, but he did get caught trying to play both sides and trying to help Latoya in her flip, and this is you know he had to kind of suffer. So that has to consider play into his mind. What do I want to do after this vote? And we're going to see. That's kind of exciting. Yeah. Like you were saying, like this is the right thing we need for this season. This it's story. An this. It's an interesting narrative that we're seeing, right? Um, he's so good at playing dead, though. It's like I, I've seen some some players through time. He he is really great for a, a player who is still playing that's playing dead. Just fantastic. Absolutely. Right? But yeah, I, I'm really I'm really interested to see how he kind of. Uh, where is he looking for long term? Because if he thinks about the Sunsetters, he's not going to be anyone's first choice. Ty's not going to take him over um, Jed or Beth, right? And neither of the other ones. So in, in terms of the Sunsetter, he is really, he's the third, he's the fourth option. He is the fourth option. So he needs to start putting in work and see what he can, he can build off of this week. Even if, um, he does take a shot at the other side, as we were kind of mentioned with it possibly being Keith and Rowe as the people he puts up. He can still look good after this week is over if he plays his cards properly. Yes, yes. So in all, I think and we're, we'll see yeah, how smart of a player Kiefer really is after this. Um, maybe he, but he was also sort of a part of this trash talk session that Victoria overheard. She was apparently in a chair. They didn't know they were there. I kind of saw that the sun sitters were all sitting together. Or a lot of them were, it was, it was at least Ty Latoya. I think Kiefer was there. I think, um, Jensen was there. I think Beth too. Uh, I'm not sure if Tina was also there or not. Probably. Well, I, think, I don't think Tina, you know, I don't Tina think was Tina in was. the, yeah, it wasn't Tina. Tina wasn't at that dinner. So, but they were sort of, they were, uh, I, I don't remember everything she said, but they weren't nice things necessarily. They were no. sort of talking about her being, do you recall anything specific? No, like once again, up until that point, I'm like, oh my gosh, can we just move on with this? It just seems so monotonous. And I didn't know what it was going to come, what was going to come after that. So I kind of was kicking myself about it. Regardless, it wasn't good stuff that they were saying about Victoria. No, they stuff they felt like when they got caught, they they were like, uh oh. So if they feel uh oh about it, they kind of know what you know that they've been caught and what they were doing wasn't necessarily the the noblest things, or they weren't mm -hmm. seeing the nicest things, or things that they would want her to hear directly, right? Yeah, so at least not not in the present <laughs> moment. Don't don't say stuff unless you're in closed doors and. Like you don't say stuff like that. Now, what yeah. that was exactly, don't know. But it was bad enough that you know you shouldn't have said it within earshot. And then even when they're like, "Well, she couldn't have heard it." It's, uh, um, did she? <laughs> and then she's like, "Yes." <laughs> they're like, "What?" Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, even from across the room, she's like, "Yes, I heard you. I have a very good <laughs> hearing. That's my superpower." <laughs> oh my gosh! And then they're like, "Wait." What'd you say yes to? And it's like, oh no, Austin just asked me a question. But it was like they knew that she knew and she was just playing coy. My gosh, it just they came across as such scummy people. Yeah, right? they did. They didn't oh, they didn't come across very well. They were very trashy in this moment. And uh and so she goes up and talks to Kyle and who else is there? Austin's there, and so Victoria's. This is where Victoria declares that it's it's war. Come for me, I'm coming for you. Come for me, I'm coming for you. <sighs> oh my gosh! I'm Again, sorry. like, are you a good player, Victoria? You are. You are fun to watch. Anyway, so <laughs> then, guess what? We don't have time for all this drama. It's time for bingo with OLG to win a pizza party, Jamil. And uh, it's it's all fun and games here with these random. I guess these were randomly assigned teams because kind of they weren't falling alliances or anything. Uh, it was just kind of different people on different sides here. Um, but uh, but but uh, there was there was a couple different things where they had to scratch it off and do dares. They did you know there was a series of things and Beth had to do the alphabet backwards. First of all, it's Zed Beth. I don't know if this is an Alberta thing, Beth, 
but it's, it's Zed. Okay, I, you should... I knew that would come up. I knew that would come up. I just got. Come on, this is Big Brother Canada. But then it kind of all made sense uh, when she couldn't really do it. She got. What did she only get to X? <laughs> no, she got to. I think it was when she got to T. When she got to T, I think she said U T. Oh. T U no, she said U T U T. Yeah, she, she repeated the U T. She fell apart. Yeah. I know my ABCs. <laughs> I know a person who can do it in like thirty seconds. Yeah, I just come. Like it wasn't the yeah. Beth, uh, Beth's okay with it. I think she she was all in on the joke. Um, Brayden had to go into the hot tub with his clothes on. It was humiliating. Humiliating. He didn't love this. Love it. That's my new Braden quote. Um, <laughs> With the music in the background. This sounds like like the score of the season sounds like it's supposed to be like a carnival big top. Like there's a little bit too much clown music in my opinion. I feel like the, it's a clown car theme. theme. That's the, the yeah. theme of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're doing all kinds of things. Uh, Kiefer's doing something with a bottle. Kyle's smashing eggs on his head. Tara's she's rolling a, a potato with her nose. Jamil, there's all kinds of things going on here. She was being a snake, maybe. Let the snakes fight the snakes. She was like, let the snakes push the potatoes across the floor <laughs> and win and win the pizza party. Um. <laughs> Which challenge did you that you saw? Were you at least like, oh, that looks fun? Uh, of everything they did, yeah. None, none of it was like stuck. I, I, I wasn't as I like. I wasn't really like. Oh, I wish I was there doing smashing eggs on my head. It didn't occur to me at any point. Did it for you? Uh, no, I would once again. Uh, the outcome, I understand, but. This seems like more of a Wednesday type of kind of uh, showcase as opposed to a Thursday just before eviction. I don't necessarily want to see that. I want to see more gameplay. I'm sorry. Yeah, this kind of went on, and uh, we get uh, uh, the win the winning team is Austin Kiefer, Tara, Rohan, Beth. Um, I think that was it. And and so they get to pick that team got to pick somebody to be the OLG, wear the the, the punishment suit with the cartoon hands, and that was. That was Braden going, love this, love this. Um, which uh, I don't sure. Like, he's getting a lot of attention. Braden, he gets uh he gets skipped the dishes, he gets to wear the suit, he's he's sort of like uh, a mascot for this season. I, I think the other side is trying to get more screen time for Braden because they know he hasn't done anything. So um Yeah. The I other side they're like talking to producers, can you get Braden on the show? Can you like give him a suit to wear? <laughs> that would be great. Can you yes. make him an OLG bingo ball? He'll be very happy. Um, we get uh, a scene with Tara, Tina, and Beth outside. Tina's not happy, and uh, and she, you know, this is where they talk about let the snakes eat the snakes. Uh, what that Tina and Tara got to play this middle part, and I, I think that both they're well poised, like we said, they're well positioned, and I'm starting to see a part of Tara that I haven't seen up until now that she's a little bit more aware, but she's kind of hiding in Tina's shadow. That's her strategy. Yeah. She is the floater amongst the floaters. I, I like the work that she put in this episode, especially giving Tina that room. Um, we, we've seen it before. Tina does not like to be dictated as to what she's supposed to do. So with T with uh, Tara going, hey, you know what? We can talk strategy and you might have a plan that's different, you know, that might not in involve myself. I know you're loyal we're loyal to each other and you're just talking through whatever plan you make. Um, whoever you vote for, I understand. Um, she's like gave her a wide berth to like make her own decision, um, like a partner, as opposed to we're doing this, we're voting out this, like the sunsetters were really doing. And um, also from that conversation, um, uh, Tina divulges that the other side actually came to her previously um, to be a part of the alliance. So she's talking. So she's telling Tara that the oddballs want her. Yes. Right. So does Tara already know about the Sunsetters? I would assume so. I think everyone knows about the Sunsetters, minus the fact that um, 
uh, the Tina's in there. The, the name, the name specifically. The name specifically, yeah, and is only is only Tara aware that Tina had an affiliation to it. Yeah, I, I think she's divulged that. Right, I think she's divulged it. It seems like Tara's aware. I'm just trying to figure out if it's kind of common knowledge or if it's more, if it's still more less common knowledge uh amongst the the players i'm not quite sure that'd be uh that i'd like we, we can look into that clarification yeah on that. clarification yeah so yeah but it was a lot of time spent on this but i liked this scene and and then we get the let the snakes attack the snakes which uh you know very survivor let yes. the snakes fight the snakes like the snakes that the rat eats the snakes or everything else like uh, sue hawk hawk's speech the yeah. tribe has spoken <laughs> Yeah, You're just itching, itching for itching. that survivor. Song. I was like, ah, if I can tie it to Survivor, I can play a Jeff Probst. <laughs> um, and, and that's all. And then I've cried. Then my birthday wishes come true. Um, <laughs> the vote. Um, the, the the live vote comes up. Uh, oh, but guess what? It's don't worry, Brayden. You, I know you've had to wear this 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 costume for the entire episode since since the the, the second commercial break. But you don't worry, Brayden. You're out. He's like, yay! You can get out right after this. You can put on. I thought your... it was for the full week. Honestly, it probably was, but like you said last night, that they had to fit like three or four days worth of stuff into this yeah. episode. I'm not sure when this bingo thing happened exactly. How many days ago and how many days he was wearing this costume? But uh, it didn't feel long in the episode. Yeah, I will agree because as you well. kind of always feel like okay, because the episode airs on Wednesday, the veto episode that. What you're seeing on Thursday is kind of what happened maybe Tuesday or Wednesday into Thursday. Like you're seeing kind of what's happened over the last three days. But this was maybe a little bit longer. It felt like it was maybe over the last four or five days even um, in terms of how the edit went. I think it, that that bingo game was, I think, Tuesday. Tuesday. So, yeah, because Monday was the um, or Monday morning was the veto. Um, so I think. I think it could have been Monday evening or probably Tuesday. Monday, mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah, possibly. But then the vote happened, um, and so uh, LT goes out here. Latoya goes out in a six-to-three vote. Only uh, Jedson, Beth, and um, and Ty voting to keep her. Uh, did she know this was coming, Jamil? I, uh, she. I think she had a very strong belief about it. And the way that everyone was kind of reacting, I would have figured that if it was indeed a blindside, there would have been like, holy, you know, they would have got the facial reactions. There was a scene earlier we didn't quite talk about, which was Tina and Beth, uh, like where Beth was kind of being kind of weird to Tina. Like, why don't you stay loyal to us, Tina? <laughs> Beth, it's just, just stop. <laughs> just stop. Just stop your embarrassing. I know my ABCs. She knows about ABCs. She knows about alliances. She knows how to stay loyal. Uh, yeah. Beth, you Beth, just simmer down. Grown you're up holding on by your fingernails. Come on. <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, I, okay. Did Jensen, Beth, and Ty know that they were going to be on the wrong side of this vote? Um, and if geez. they did, would they have still voted the way they did? I think they had they were gonna vote for her regardless. There's nothing they can do. What what is voting for the having a unanimous vote? What is that really gonna do for them? Well, there's a mindset in Big Brother and maybe the, the recent years that you know anytime you're on the other side, you're on the minority side of a vote. And Survivor sometimes carries this theory too. If you're on the minority side of a vote, therefore you're on the minority side of the power structure. Now in Survivor, this carries more weight because it's just majority rules in terms of how who gets voted out. In Big Brother, there's the HOH and the veto that you know allows minority alliances and groups pairings to sort of wield a lot more power than they have numbers. Mm -hmm. So it's not as pure to numbers as Survivor is. But, um, but yeah, like, if, but Jetson, in theory, Jet, like even when Victoria had that one vote again, you know, in the first, but when they when they got out um, Julie in the first Julie, vote, yeah. and v Victoria was the one of the only ones who voted the other way. Uh, there was some feeling like, okay, well, Victoria's kind of an outcast or she sort of stands out now. You know, as you get deeper in the game, I think that this mindset tends to sort of fade a bit. The players aren't, you know, they know that they have to go after each other eventually, but when the numbers are a little bit bigger, um, there's maybe a more of a feeling like, well, as long as I'm sort of in, 
I'm sort of with the, the majority still. I'm still in the big group. I'm not sort of in the smaller minority who are going to get picked off by like the bigger thing. It's it's yeah. just a way to play sort of play it safe. Yeah. So that. that's why I'm trying to think like if would Jetson and I think Jetson Ty and Beth kind of know at least Jetson and Ty I think know this. I don't know what Beth knows, but uh, I think that if in, and so uh, intentionally casting votes to save Latoya when you know it's like a futile enterprise is sort of maybe not the best thing. The only thing I can think is they thought they had Tina and Tara with their, what they were going to vote with them tonight. Wouldn't that would have made it uh, yeah, five. They would have had their five. They would have had the five and this was, there was nine voting. So that would have been enough. So, so I think that, uh, you know, so that, that, that it's a great thing that Kiefer won for Tina and Tara again, because Kiefer is, very loyal, I think, to Tina and Tara. He seems to be more than he would be maybe to Ty and Jets, especially after this. Yeah, right Absolutely. now, but no, but there's no, there's no new love with like Rohan and Kyle. So he sort of has to think about, okay, yeah, so Jetson and Ty don't have my back, but they're not coming for me, like like Rohan or Kyle potentially are. So he's got a lot of things to weigh against. Uh, you know, like we're saying, he's got a very delicate tightrope to walk here in his HOH in terms of his long-term future. The benefit is that Kiefer is just a nice guy who I think even if his HOH maybe is not great, he can probably still rebound from it. He's, yeah. he's, he, he's rebounded pretty well so far. He is one of those um, personalities where we're not going to see consistent, awesome Dan level or even um, Cody or Derek or, he, they're not. He's not going to be an all-star based upon his skill set in terms of strategy. He's going to uh, do it because he can build relationships and um, good enough at um, comps and being lucky as hell <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, you know, no, he, I, you know, he's uh, Jane's got him in the draft. Speaking of which, we have to talk about Latoya and crossing her off the board. But uh, yeah, like. I, I'm feeling. I, I feel like Kiefer. Ha, you know, he seems to be the comeback kid so far. If I had, if I had to dub him anything, that's where he's looking at. We kind of talked about the HOH, but uh, let's talk Latoya. What did you think of Latoya's exit interview? <laughs> Lord, oh my gosh. Um, I I don't know. It's up with her at all. At all. It just seemed kind of like out of touch, and she seems angry. Right or I disappointed um, She's, by some of the answers. It, it, it's not what she wanted for this. I like experience. Yeah, I understand her. I get it. You know, but, but like it's not like she had a harder time than Josh and Julie did. All right. So why is she so mad? You ran your race and you didn't win. It it happens. Right. She look. Does it look like she enjoyed the experience of being on Big Brother Canada? I'd say yes. I think she did, but not as much as she wanted it to be. I, th I think she might still be disappointed and still enjoy it. Like just to uh, sort of, you know, just look at what this is and cross another player off. So Latoya here is uh, evicted on day 16. She, so she's 12th. She didn't come here to be 12th place, Jamil. Yeah. Yep. Um, my uh, future sister-in-law, Amanda, um, is uh, had her. Uh, she went second overall in our draft, Latoya. She looks strong in all of her her preliminary preseason kind of stuff, but it wasn't meant to be. Um, it didn't quite go that way. And, uh, and she, she goes out here. So uh, we are going to cross her off here. And, uh, and also down here, just where Amanda has her. Amanda only has Rohan left now. I, I think she's going to be okay for a bit. Yeah, I think uh, Amanda. We'll see. I don't think Rohan. I don't think Rohan's anybody's like first pick to get out now. Uh, I think there's there's a lot of other things that can happen unless um, Kyle comes down and it's only Rohan left. I think Rohan will get eliminated potentially. The you know, well, obviously based upon if the other person in uh, who's put on the block against him. Is someone who's at least very desirable, like um, an Austin or a Victoria. I think that they would keep um, either of those two above Rohan. Yes, I think that there's a good chance of that too. Yes. And 
that kind of like now that we've crossed Latoya off and her she's done. I guess we can all, all there's left to do is speculate about what's left to come. <laughs> so we talked about Does Kiefer. It, let me ask you a question. Maybe that's one of the reasons why they kept the veto for this episode. Because when we're breaking it down, not much, not much is there to to discuss it kind of like was very you know after that um, just before that veto everything else that kind of played out is just like dominoes falling one after the other in a line right um yeah straightforward. yeah this oh. was kind of, mm-hmm. no 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 go ahead go ahead well yeah i just like i'm kind of thinking about what if i was Kiefer, what what do i want to do with this you know do i want it is is, is roe and kyle just the easy thing to do probably is but it's, yeah, you think so? Oh yeah, it's a slam dunk. He has. I think he has no other option. Every if he puts anyone else up, there is there is going to be questions and bad blood about it. They, right? they might they might even say that's a little sus. Little sus. Little sus. He can't. He can't. He can't put up Austin and, and Victoria, right? You can't. Put he up, could. I think that they, if he's not going to put, but. But um, we, we've already talked to we already talked through why it isn't a good plan though. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think he puts up Ro okay, he puts up Kyle and Roe. Let's say Kyle pulls himself down or is or is saved or whatever. Who does Kiefer target? Or who does Kiefer put up next to Rohan? Um because in that scenario, I think you'd have to think, well, I want Rohan to go. He already told Rohan, I'm done with you, dog. Or Tara. Well, you would only put Tara up if he kind of wants Ro to go, I think. Because I don't think anyone wants to get Tara out before Rohan. Yeah. And um, I think um, Ro should be the target if he can get Kyle. Right. And vice versa, if, if Rohan pulled himself down, then Tara would still go up next to Kyle? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, is this week going to be as fun as Victoria's HOH week? Um, if the various parties jockey for position, they will. I think this is where, like, if you're on um uh, an alliance where you just lost, this is where you kind of have to eat some crow, play smart, and don't make uh, like a big splash. Just like be very methodical in terms of your your planning. Right, uh, you want Kyle Rohan out if you're a sunsetter, right? If you're a non-sunsetter, you want one of the Ty and um and Jed to be out. Um, you right. can sell that you're gonna like, but you have to also look at what Kiefer is doing and Kiefer's But why would why would but why would Kiefer want to put Tara up? Tara is somebody he's 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 friends with. Tara isn't on either side of the household. Right, and Rohan or Kyle, if they're left on the block, you want to make sure that you are minimizing the amount of blood that you have on your hand, and you don't have any promises you you need to make. Who who are you offending by putting up Tara? You're putting up. You're offending. uh, You're offending. uh, What's called Tina, right? And well, I'm I'm just. Yeah, I'm just trying to think from 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 Kiefer's standpoint. Like, okay, and I'm also thinking about what's likely to happen here. With like Tara and Tina come to him and say, "Hey, we voted. We voted to save you. We've probably burned a bridge on some level with Ty and Jetson. You know, as much as you might have beef with Roe and Kyle, we can probably manage that. So you can even put up Roe and Kyle, and then let's say one of them comes down, and you put up." Jedson next to Kyle, right? There's not going to be enough vote if you put Jetson up. There's not enough votes to um, to send Kyle home. That's okay. I'm saying that Tarantino will sell that as don't worry, we can manage Kyle and we can diffuse this thing between you two, and and we can keep Kyle sort of at bay. And we can sort of play this thing out so that Jedson and Ty don't necessarily go for the veto too hard or anything like that. So you can sort of you can play both sides by putting Ro and Kyle up and then just but just have a sort of a side deal with them saying or at least one of the two of them saying the plan is to take one of you down and put to put you up next to Jedson or Ty um, or even Beth. 
you know, and just see and 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 we can get one of them them out without really sort of a whole week of having to worry about campaigning or sort of any kind of flipping of alliances. That might be a little bit too cute. It probably is too cute. I think it's probably too cute for Kiefer's style. I think he's more likely, hey, put up Rowan Kyle. And like, if he is truly done, he doesn't want to have sort of a relationship with them, or he just thinks that like it's too risky to even consider that they could be playing him or vice, you know, whatever. That just get one, get get one of them out. It protects his position. He only has to worry about one of them putting them him up next week. Yep. And if he plays his cards right, and if Jed, Beth, or Ty say anything about the other side, that's where the anger is going to be directed at concerning it i think bro if he's able to survive and kyle's the one voted voted off i think ro would mourn his friend but also kind of respect it you know it's just a game move and then just you know he he would be able to move on i think you can mend bridges i think you can mend a bridge with rohan i don't think you can make mend a bridge with kyle kyle's not that personality where you can put him on the block and he'll be okay with it no, I agree. I think that Rohan's more likely to forgive and sort of be willing to put that behind him and kind of think about the long-term goal, which is winning the game. So I think Ro, I think yeah, Rohan seems to be a smarter player in that fact. And I think the alliance uh, of the oddballs, maybe they okay, maybe okay, key for one. Maybe are we got to lose a number this week, you know? And maybe Kyle's the sacrificial uh, lamb, if you will. Yeah. And uh, deep down, Victoria's probably like. Um, good because he was talking crap about me in terms of of uh, uh, Kyle. Yeah, she's like, good. You were an alternate anyway. You weren't even supposed to be here. <laughs> it was supposed to be Ethan Quants or whatever his name was. Uh, and you you were too boring to be cast, but instead you were. But you, we needed you. Throw him in, coach. Get him out from the minors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you back to AAA, dude. See you next yeah. time on Big Brother. He- he is. Kyle would have been a triple-A player. He wasn't yeah. quite ready yet. He might have been a Big Brother candidate 10. So, hey, go back, work on your character a little bit, you know, how your your diary room sessions, and we'll <laughs> see you in a year, you know? <laughs> Give you another chance then, kid. You're only 26. Oh, my gosh. So good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I love his quote here, Kyle. I think I was chosen because I am a charismatic and athletic guy who loves taking risks and has lived an interesting life. I've seen nothing interesting about him. I've seen no r- real risks. I've seen him play dumb. I've seen very little in terms of athletics. Play pool, play dumb, and just play the fool in terms of shouting at people. And the charismatic part is mixed at best. Uh, you know, he's he seems to have a bit of a charm and a rapport with certain people. And I think he can be a nice guy when he wants to be, but I don't think he's also got this edge to him. I just, I think back to how Ty relates to people and people that are against the Sunsetters still like uh, Ty. Kyle is nowhere near as charismatic or able to relate to people as well as Ty. Right. So I think that will say something. I think that if they had to choose one person to get eliminated, they would, they would take Kyle in a second. Okay, now tell me about this. Like my player Ty, who I have Tara, who I'm feeling better about up to tonight, and I have Ty. Is, is anyone coming for Ty before Jetson? No. Not to, no. That, bodes, that bodes well for me. Yeah. In the draft. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about I'm feeling good about Ty right now. Even though he's sort of he's not in the strong the strong position he was like two weeks ago. But I didn't really want him to play from that position because I thought that that you know he would be, he would be gone. He'd be a second week boot if he was being um, like very aggressive. Latoya got a lot of the heat because Latoya is that type of upfront, you know, type of person, and it didn't serve her well. If she was able to learn to kind of take a step back, I think she would have been in a better position. Do you think that Latoya, without Latoya, that Jetson and Ty might be un- like unleashed? They might just. They might go out there and they might just make even dumber moves than they've made. <laughs> Jed, maybe, yes, but not so much uh, Ty. Okay. Interesting. Yes. I, 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 Jensen's just so, I find Jensen very emotional. He, just yes. Like, yes. A Virgo. 
very emotional where it's ties a lot more emotionally adult. Yes. What's Ty? Ty is a Capricorn. Very, very grounded. Um, yes. I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of, st- I, I don't know what I want to happen here with Kiefer's HOH, but I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see how this plays out on, um, <laughs> I guess on Monday, we'll be back to talk about how so you know, his nominations are. It's a it's long so time far, for now. It's so far away. What's going to, so we're going to get an episode on Monday. That's going to be everything from basically when we off the air about, you know, an hour ago to, to Monday afternoon, mm-hmm. probably. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that will include, well, actually no uh, till Sunday, till Sunday because we have to see the preamble prior to the veto. Right. Okay. So we'll see three days then: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, Sunday morning, and then Sunday evening, um, Monday morning, and probably the afternoon will be the veto. That'll be shown on Wednesday of next week, and mm-hmm. then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, will be the uh, eviction episode. Okay. Okay. And so we'll see Kiefer's HOH room. We'll see. Um, I'm sure we'll get, we'll, we'll get some things with his family. With his, uh, he's, he's married, I believe, and children. Um, maybe some, maybe he'll read a letter. Yeah. would be good. Yeah. Um, big skate deck. Yeah, he's good. I don't know skate. why I have that in my head, but I could just imagine Kiefer has like skateboard decks, like small ones that he collects. Probably, I can see that. <laughs> yes. He does so, a skateboard, he just has a skateboard deck, and then they'll all have to go up to his HOH room, which I think is always the worst, especially if you know you're kind of like going to be one of the nominees this week and you have to go up to the HOH room and Suck they're up. like, Look at all my stuff, and look at these pictures, and you're like, Yeah, I love this, but I really hate. <laughs> this is right now, and I don't want to be here because I know you're gonna put me up. And, and well, we see his kids. He's gonna get very emotional seeing his wife and the kids who he's been away. A yeah, from. like I think like well, I think Kiefer is already where he was well received. He was voted as a captain early on. That he's likely be you know popular amongst the the fans. I think he still is, and uh, that you know if you know, and I think that that's part of the reason we get these family visits. They that only serves to make you more endearing to the audience. The more the audience loves you and is invested in you. Whether it be Big Brother Survivor, The Hunger Games, whatever, it's going to make for a more enter- engaging uh, event for the the fans, which is which is great. I agree. Um, and who do you think he's taking it? to Wendy's? Who is he taking to Wendy's? Who? Yeah, okay, that's a good question. Who's Kiefer taking to Wendy's? Uh, he's taking Tina. Yes, agreed, agreed. I agree with you. That's the that's the first thing that popped in my head. Uh, you don't want to pick a side. You go with Tina. Because... Tina's the safest one he can take. Yeah, because it will it will offend nobody. I agree. I agree. It's like the two captains. Um, we were the two captains. So my fellow captain, I want to to take you. Um, we kind of mentioned that we were going to do it like weeks ago. So will Kiefer have to pick the have nots? I hope he does. Okay, and who would he pick? And he can't pick any of the four that were picked last week. Yeah, so Brayden, um, sorry, not Brayden, I'm sorry, Ty, um, Jed, uh, Tara, and Victoria. And Victoria. All right, Jed, Jed and, and Victoria living in the ball pit for a week. Yeah. Yeah. There's more, ch- like, there's more chances for them to, like, you know, talk and like get against each other ammunition for the next the following week where if jed and ty win they're going after victoria right possibly right if kyle and rohan win they're going after jed and ty well that's do you neither think of a- which is kind of, neither of which is Kiefer. that's an interesting thing you brought up because i'm just wondering why what's gonna okay let's say jed jed um and Jed and Ty say, you know, I know you really want to put up Roe and Kyle, and we get it, but after this last week, we really think you should go after Victoria. What, you know, I can Kiefer talk, even if that, like, that's not better for Kiefer's game, but can Correct. can he can he talk these allies, these sunsetter allies that he may want to sort of keep in his back pocket into this? 
or sort of he, just keep them at bay. He can say that he's going to backdoor Victoria, which doesn't make any sense. Um, it wouldn't make any sense. Why do we have to backdoor Victoria? Yeah. Um, honestly, he has to do what's best for his game. I think at this point, you guys are in a weak position. This makes the most sense. This doesn't rock the boat. Um, it will, but like from a perception angle, if we take a shot at these specific guys, um, then it's going to be, or a Victoria and someone else. Because if, like, look, Victoria doesn't make sense because if you put up Kyle and Victoria, like, you have too many shots of people taking down um, who you want to get eliminated or who the presentation of is to get eliminated. Mm -hmm. It's going to look it's going to look a certain type of ways if they put Vic and, um, and, and uh, Kyle up and Victoria goes home. It's not going to look right. Here's an even okay. Are is Jensen bold enough to think that he can push Kiefer into doing what's better for his game than what's better for Kiefer's game? Does Jensen feel like he's got he's because he's now that Latoya's gone? Maybe Jensen thinks he's the head of this alliance, you know, and Kiefer needs to do something to help the uh, even though he voted against him tonight. I think Kiefer is going to be able to stand up to that, but it, no, but is Jedson bold enough to try it? There's going to be conversations. It's possible. It's, it's definitely possible. Cause I wouldn't, if I were Jedson, there's no way if, after, if I, if I voted to save one Alliance member and the other Alliance member got voted out and I was on the minority side and then that Alliance member who I didn't vote to save is HOH. I would feel terrible. I'd be going, oh, sh uh, this went very badly for me. But I think Jedson, as everything I've seen out of Jedson so far, is like, no, I'm the like I'm the MVP of this alliance. And Kiefer, it's like a fluke. You won the shuffleboard, and you have to do what I say. <laughs> and Kiefer's like, that ain't it, dog. That ain't it. Uh, I'm done. I'm, I'm done, done with dog. you, dog. I'm, I'm done. done with you. <laughs> That's I gotta get. It. I gotta go back. That's the that T-shirt. That's the T-shirt right there. That's I'm the done, that's dog. the Kiefer T-shirt. I'm yeah, done with I'm you, done, dog. Done. I'm Damn, I've got to go back and get that clip. Uh, <laughs> but yes, it's. Uh, I, I, I think it's. It. This is fun. This is fun. It will. I don't think it's going to be as flashy, definitely, as this Victoria Church. What could be, but uh, but this will be fun. I think to see how Kiefer navigates this and just what and what what the the board is going to look like when the dust settles after next week. Yep. You know, yep. is even if it's okay, let's say like Kyle goes out and okay. And now Rose going to be looking for revenge, but he, I, I think Rose going to put it in work where he's, well, well, I like, think Austin and Victoria potentially are looking for revenge too. They, they're not gonna be happy if Kyle's, if they lose Kyle. I don't think they like or Braden. <laughs> I don't think they like Kyle that much. He's a number though. Yeah, he's a number, but like Roe was the one that they really wanted. Roe Roe's the one that is the connection, but right now they like they're in a war. Like Victoria said, like this is war. But they can you still walk numbers. away and be fine because they can lose if, Kyle. They can lose Kyle without like being devastated. And then you can it's, pull in Tara. Yes, they can lose Kyle, but why lose him if you don't need to when you have like these antagonists, maybe in Ty and Jensen in particular, and Beth. True, but if you're if you're left in a situation and you're down in numbers, they can easily restock their numbers with Terra. I don't think the Sunsetters have that ability, right? Where they can pull Terra in. No, but I think they think they can. They think oh certainly, certainly they think they can. Um, I don't think it's gonna happen, which is great when a side of the house ha has um <laughs> the the thought process that they have more control than they actually uh they actually do, yeah. and uh, I think that uh, that shot in the mouth uh, is is great. It's a slow motion um, thing that we're seeing. That train is coming to them, regardless of what Kiefer Kiefer does. I think that Sunsetters are going to get a, another smack in the mouth again, and it's going to be great to see what the reaction is going to be. Kiefer's like, I'm using this HOH to get Beth out. <laughs> <laughs> It's like Perfect. I know my ABCs. I know. <laughs> I know them. Stop it. Stop it. 
Oh, I'm stopping this before it even starts. <laughs> I oh should say the, the tie there. Okay, well, I don't, I don't know if there's much more to say uh, about this week. This was a, this was a really fun um, uh, HOH Victoria. Uh, great to kind of see these two sides bubble up. This season's been a lot of fun so far, and we hope you feel the same way too. And we hope you'll uh, you'll join us Monday as we'll see what Kiefer actually does with his nominations, and if we were everything we speculated about was right or not. Maybe we were completely wrong. And somehow uh, Austin and uh, and Braden end up on this block or something. We That'd didn't be even so take weak. Up. That'd be so yeah. weak. It wouldn't happen. But you know, I'm just saying maybe we were maybe we we're completely out to lunch. I don't think so. I think we know our stuff, Jamil. Um, and yep. uh, that's why yeah. I haven't been hired for the show. No too much. Yeah, they're like this guy, he just knows too much. We can't do it. <laughs> like he would just run the board. It wouldn't make for yes. good TV. We need we need I'd a player make, like I would make Victoria look sane. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would just play like full full out just complete risk taker. You would No, uh, I don't I don't think so. I think I would be very calculated. Um I I would uh I think I would be closer to tie minus the physical game. <laughs> And um, Josh minus the uh, psycho stalker vibe that he gives off to people. I, I think I would I would be focusing more on the social aspect than the actual like. Um, I think the social aspect would be my strong suit, and the carnival I like, games. I like to think I would play like a Tina. I would figure yeah. so too. You are very agreeable people relate to what you're saying the way you you convey messages and information is is something that you're like dave is talking to make sense as opposed to victoria you're like what i got oh. most of it but not quite all of it that doesn't yeah. make any sense you're kind of talking in circles like oh. victoria will talk someone into fatigue whereas tina will talk people very shortly into understanding right hmm. no one necessarily like disagrees from tina's perspective and point of view right right which is a That's skill good. that that other people did not have well i would be very I, if i could if i could uh, tina who is a player i am pleased with you know she's playing a subtle quiet game but that's all right and uh in, you know i think that her, she's very well positioned as we said a few times uh over this week and uh coming out of this She's got the best. She's the best of the sunsetters in terms of yeah. what, what what her image is. And, um, and even though it's not as flashy as other ones, she's putting in a lot of work. She is working hard, and she's doing a great job of playing in the middle. So um, people are, I know people are excited. Like, yes, Victoria, tell them sis and you know queen and everything like that. But when setting yourself for the end, Victoria still has a bigger mountain to climb than Tina does. Uh, Tina, who has not won a challenge, not been at HOH, but at the very least has done a lot of work and has earned the respect of majority of the household. Victoria can't say the same. No, she can't. No, but I don't think she'll be evicted next week. So I guess she did something right. Yes. Um, or, or she got lucky that someone else did something more wrong. As long as we get more content from her and her wacky. More spicy V. HOH next time. I'm, um. I hope this tells you how important it is to keep my name out of your mouth. Keith, better know. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so that's it for tonight. We'll be back. Um, check out our other channel, which is uh, Live Long and Podcast, where we talk about Star Trek all all, all week long, too, uh, on top of Big Brother. We uh, do that on Tuesdays. We do Star Trek D Space Nine. Uh, rewatching. We're in the third season now, which in every episode in order. Uh, on Wednesdays, we talk about original series episodes where we watch those out of order with my dad and uh, and Jody and Adam and uh, Jeff. Uh, and uh, we also have talked about Star Trek Picard and movies and Star Trek Lower Decks and all these shows. So if you've ever watched, watched an episode of a Star Trek episode or a movie, we probably have a podcast to go with it or we're working on it. So check all that out. Uh, we also do Star Trek Radio Theater where we uh, argue about TV. Uh, <laughs> no, that's trivial debates. Uh, Star Trek Radio Theater is where we reenact the scripts and we read the scripts from the episodes. Uh, this will be tomorrow night at 9 p.m. We're going to be doing an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine called Statistical Probabilities, <laughs> which uh, is a really interesting episode about um, people sort of with 
social disabilities and uh, you know um, human augments and some, some science fiction elements as well. So it's uh, going to be a lot of uh, fun, I think, to do this episode. And um, I'm going to be playing Cisco and Kira. I get to be the captain and the first officer because that's how I roll. Um, <laughs> and we're going to have Alex Blackburn as a special guest uh, from Scotland. He's going yes. to be playing the role of Legate Damar. And I just can't wait to hear a Scottish Damar. So check that out. And also Trivial Debates, our monthly show where we argue about TV, sports, movies, all that kind of stuff. It's uh, on the last Sunday of every month. And we always have three contestants and a judge. Check all that out. Jamil, thank you very much. Again, happy birthday to your mom. Happy birthday happy to birthday. you. Happy birthday to me. Like, yes. It's about me, really. <laughs> so uh, it's, uh, but thank you. Uh, it's almost over. I got an hour and a half left. So, and then. That, the pre-party, post-party, post-birthday bash. Post-birthday. Birthday weekend, man. Yes. It's a long weekend, even though oh, I yeah. work tomorrow. So it's a uh, <laughs> lot's going on. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we're signing off. Thank you. And oh, I got the thing. Remember, where is it? Um. And remember, someone is always watching. Oh, thank you.